Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woogie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, It's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggy here, but more often than not, we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So, welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. To the mouth of manliness. It's Thursday night. Um, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm feeling good today. I'm a, I've had a good day today. I'm feeling very positive after having a load of shit days. Today was mm. a good one. Um, and yeah, I'm Nick. Um, sorry, there's another person who presents this show, and his name's Wargie. Hello, hello. How's it going? Are we all right? <laughs> Good to see you, Nick. It's been a little minute, isn't it? Yeah, we haven't seen each other much lately, have we? No, mate. No, too busy. But never mind. Oh. We're in the perfect space with our lovely guest. With our lovely guest, Roxley from Australia. How you doing? Yo, how you going? I'm good, <laughs> fellas. Thanks for having me. No, oh, it's a pleasure, all, mate. mate. It's a pleasure. So, um, we kind of had a bit of back and forth trying to sort this out, and um. And then you said uh, that you could do it, but it would mean getting up at like four o'clock in the morning. Um, and you did it. It's four o'clock, like half four, is it there? Yeah, it's half past four here, That's Australia, Friday morning. And um, we're doing it. We're, we're doing it. We're making it happen. Yeah, I respect you for doing it. I really do. So, I whereabouts mean, are you? Yeah. Whereabouts in us? Uh, I'm. I'm on the Gold Coast. Sweet. What's on the Gold Coast? Um, uh, where's the Barrier Reef? Is that over that way? Uh, yeah, a bit further north, but uh, yeah, in Queensland. So oh, okay. yeah, we got lots of sunshine and good beaches and 
<laughs> and heaps of stuff. We're going surfing um, on Saturday, and it's uh, yeah, it's just a great place to live. I never thought it, I'd ever live up here, but I'm so pumped. My uh, my girlfriend actually thought that she had to convince me that I needed to move here, but we live 200 meters from the beach. Like there wasn't much convincing that was that was needed. Oh, man. Oh, really? Where were you before? Uh, I, I've been all over the place, man. I guess with my um, being in the army, I sort of moved every year. So I spent a lot of time in freezing cold Victoria. I was down in Melbourne before that and um, grew up in New South Wales. I was a, a country boy, so I was from a little town in New South Wales originally. And um, yeah, certainly didn't think that I was ever going to uh, end up on the Gold Coast beach. So yeah, but here we are. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's nice so, how life works out sometimes, isn't it? It's the way. Yeah. The beautiful yeah. Thing, I'm, I'm, I'm compelled to live by the sea at all times. I spent, mm. there's, there's, a, there's a little uh, place in Essex called uh, Leon Sea, which is close to South End, which is like not the greatest place in the world. It's like amusements and, you know, heroin and all that sort of shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but Leon Sea kind of, was kind of a nice little move. That was my retreat out of London to there, man. I just, I can't get enough of it first thing in the morning. It's the best. Mm. It really is. My missus keeps talking Amazing. about moving to the somewhere by the sea. And I'm like, where? Where? I would <laughs> go to the sea. I do find the sea really relaxing. Mm. Um, but I'm, uh, I, I think partly because of my mental health, I need to know where, I need everything in place and I need to know where everything is. And uh, it does kind of keep me local. Um, but I, I kind of quite like that. I do. So, Roxley, um, I wanted to talk about so what's your like your reason for coming on here? Um, like you've done so you did a song that was kind of proper about mental health, didn't you? About men especially. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I released well, it was my first song, um, "Be Your Own King," and and it's all about like learning to love yourself and and looking after yourself um, as a man. I um I found that really challenging, and I didn't really know that like you could actually do that for yourself i um yeah was always out there just trying to achieve goals and forge ahead and do all the stuff and i, I didn't really know that like as men that we could like actually like take care of ourselves and and be kind to ourselves and so um yeah i kind of had this big realization and um and i just wanted wanted other men to know that they can do that for themselves as well because i think it's really important we're all in the same gang, aren't we? Like, yeah, I totally agree. So, uh, so I'm kind of interested about um, how did you come to that point? How, what you said you had a realization. What was what was the realization? Uh, I actually went on a, a men. I went on a men's retreat. <clears throat> it was it was called Sharpen the Spear, and we went out and we did a bunch of amazing processes and we're out in nature and everything. And, um, we did this one, um, like breath work session and, um, it just kind of uh, blew my mind. I, I sort of got to experience how unkind I was to myself. And the only way that I can sort of explain it is like, I tortured myself, uh, that I was like really kind and really accepting and like would do everything for everyone else. But I just really got the, um, for for me towards myself that I, I was torturing myself that I was really unkind that I didn't like a lot of things about myself and that I tried to hide it all and kind of suppress it and keep it all down and um, yeah I ended up like getting really emotionally moved and ended 
ended up sort of like crying and and being um yeah supported by all the men around me which is amazing i think it was the perfect place for that to happen really mm-hmm. but i was just ended up getting really humbled by that and humbled by um how i was to myself and kind of making an a note to myself not to treat um me like that anymore and um so yeah i sort of like took myself out and like actually kind of like looked after myself and probably for the first time kind of asked myself what i needed mm. and um yeah it's it's changed everything about my life and um so i'm so glad that i was able to come to that realization and um i guess yeah when i was looking at finishing up in the army and becoming a music artist i was like I, this is the this is the message that mm. i want to put out there um to people and i thought a, a song would be a great way to communicate it that's really inspiring ben that's amazing. yeah it is that's I mean, totally I'm, cool yeah like i i i'm not sure about i mean obviously we'll, we'll go into it but like to to arrive at a point where um to to where, arrive at a point where uh, uh, is it were you sort of surrounded by a very sort of you know atypical masculine macho environment as well which where people clamber up and don't want to don't want to be open yeah mm. i was thinking in the army like they must like i kind of assume it's very kind of macho and then often my like up into australia and i i felt like the men were very manly as well like i felt a bit uncomfortable because i'm i'm not that way and um so i was thinking that for you like was that your experience anyway oh yeah 100% yeah I, I, that was the army experience sort of was a lot about sort of beating your chest and pretending that you're okay and and just like muscling through it and not communicating how you were actually doing, just like just charging ahead, mm. um, which is a fine system. I really see that it it, it works, um, yeah. but yeah, you fall apart. Like at some stage, you have to, um, yeah, you kind of have to let go and um, and let people support you. And and it's in those macho environments, it's not always um, super supportive and super collaborative, and it's sometimes not the place to ask for assistance or people don't perceive that they can um but yeah it's amazing what happens when you allow people to contribute to you and um, yeah it is amazing isn't it like it, you think oh like you suddenly realize there's this whole other world and uh and that people are actually pretty all right about these things you know once you start talking it's all right yeah yeah 100 percent. once you're cool about it and you open the space like people will just jump straight in mm. i think everyone is out there craving it craving those deep conversations yeah, yeah you're right yeah definitely. yeah it's it's interesting for me like i i've i've had like, i i suffer from anxiety quite a lot because of similar to similarly to what you said in terms of like you, you treat others like really really well like I, I was in relationships where you treat people really really well and like in, throughout my life and and often sort of forgetting that your own mental health needs to be sort of catered for but more than you need support in and and I, and I find support in friends like I always have done you know and and that um that sort of like ability to I mean it's not even just like going down the pub and having a beer and like really like getting things off your chest or like moaning about your your partners or, or other or other friends that piss you off or whatever it's actually having like taking a time to sort of go for a walk with a friend who happens to be male that you're comfortable to just say everything you need to say and, and, and not be criticized or judged or or made to feel like um you know not ma- like it to emasculate you you know like because because I, th- I think there's 
I, I, I've experienced friends that just clamber up. They won't talk. And, and mm. if you talk about it, they're like, oh, well, you know, stiff up a lip boy sort of thing. And it's like, that that doesn't fucking work. Like you uh, need to, yeah. you know what I mean? We're human. Like we're tactile beings. We like to be hugged and told it's all right. And that comes from our parents, but it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't have to come from our friends. Like, you know, I've got good solid friends in my life that, if I need a hug, man, they're going to give me a hug and be like, it's okay, buddy. Like breathe deep, you know, look after yourself and tell you, advise you, help you. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of toxic, toxic masculinity. It's funny. What you say is like often people don't get that from their, they don't necessarily get that from their family or especially from their dad. Like I didn't get that from my dad. And often that's the important bit is that you're, you're kind of modeled. Uh, shown how to do it by your dad but like you know men especially that generation don't do it no. so I'm, I'm interested Roxley how did you what took you to the army I think what uh what took me to the army initially was um probably my self-doubt and that I related to myself that I was sort of like a like that I had something to prove that I was a small person. I really see that I had this story that um, I wasn't like, I wasn't very big, like physically and like my presence and stuff wasn't very big. So I, I ended up getting into the gym and trying to put on a bunch of like muscle and going out there. And I, I did everything that I felt like I could, like I bought a big car and I just had to, I feel like I had to communicate to the world, like tell people, no, I'm not this little guy that you think, think mm. I am. I'm this big guy and I'm, I'm out there. And I like got into firefighting and stuff like that as well. But like, that was only me that related to me like that. And I was out here trying to convince the world, but like I'm six, four and like, I've always been a big guy, but it was just like my internal belief that I felt like I had something to prove to people. And so, yeah, that's why, that's why I joined when I truly like look back and I truly understand my motivation was because that I had something to prove to people and be like, look how tough I am. Look how big I am. I'm out here doing this thing. And, um, and really like it just came from an insecurity um, about how, how people perceive me in the world. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I think to myself how much of my life has been dictated to by my insecurities and it's mm. like, it's most of it, if I'm honest. Yeah, me too. And it's really hard to look back on your life and, you know, those big decisions. And you think, oh, I made it because I was insecure. You know what, you saying that was really lovely. It really was because people don't say it. You know, they're afraid to say that. And uh, that touched me because uh, I'm exactly the same. Not so much now, but it's, it's never a truer word said. Your insecurities. So, what was it like? Um, where, where do you have you made sense of those insecurities? Like where that yeah. came from? Yeah. Now, now I have, and sort of like you were saying there, I, I really get to accept that that was a part of my life, but that's not part of who I am now. That was kind of like my old self and someone that I was previously, and so I feel in like a completely different space um, to that now. Um, but yeah, I, I think sort of growing up, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to sort of identify exactly where your insecurities come from. But I just always felt um, like I, I was I was separate, and I was so worried about judgment of other people that I 
just wouldn't express myself and, and I didn't know how to, how to be myself. Mm. And so I, I tried to keep the mask on and I tried to sort of be someone that I thought everyone would like. And, and so I did a lot of like people pleasing and I did a lot of like kind of like chameleon stuff where I'd be like funny with the funny people. or I don't know. I just tried to be all everyone else except myself and, and what I really have come to now is that I can just truly, truly be me in all situations. And it's so freeing because you can, you don't have to juggle all of these different types of you, all these different personalities. You just get to rock up into a situation and just be yourself, which is like so liberating. Yeah. I, I got to a point when I, and there's a bit of like, uh, you get this kind of fuck you attitude where it's like, no, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to pretend I am going to be, who I am hmm. and like, you know, I've learned the lesson, and I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, embarrassed about it. You know, I'm going to say it. It's funny because I find that that chameleon thing like real simonious with um with being unhappy, right? Like it's it's in a situation I was in, like with my family and stuff. It was like I had to pretend to be this sort of person around other people when actually I was miserable and doing all sorts of shit to make myself happy. You know. And it and it didn't it didn't do me any favors at all. It was it was and and it's it's funny that you then when I found absolute happiness, it was when I was fully comfortable with my decisions, my actions as well. I think for like um, mm. most importantly, because I've behaved in, in that in that chameleon manner, as you were saying, it's like it it forces you to sort of uh, do things you wouldn't necessarily normally do. And yeah. and then and also I'm, I've got, I've got like a destructive vein in me. So to say on, on that, I do like some pretty shitty things, like to not not necessarily directly to people I loved, but that would, would that would destroy a situation, you know. And um and mm. that that in itself is again just because you're trying to be something you're not. And it's it's weird, like it's it's weird how that when you see yourself in a different light and you're accepting of all of the shit you've done as well. And not just, it's not really about anybody else other than you, is it? It's like coming to terms with everything. Being like, I'm allowed to be who I am. I'm allowed to do stupid things. I'm allowed to be horrible sometimes. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to want people. I'm allowed to want to be loved, mm. right? Like, because again, that, that is, that's a real, a real strong thing about, like, I'm a firm believer in you, you should get back what you give, actually. It's quite hard. The problem oh, is, yeah. you know, it's that's quite scary, isn't it? Like, yes, that, massively. Like yeah. letting go of all the things that have kind of made you and driven you for like ninety percent of your life, and then you go, "No, I'm not going to do it anymore." It means you kind of got to learn again, mm. and it's quite scary. Uh, but it's normally the best decision you ever make. So, Broxley, uh, what took you? Like, were you unhappy? Like before, uh, before the sort of before coming out, and yeah, 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 definitely. Like, I felt so trapped. I, um, I guess, like I was saying, I, I really identified that I joined the army for a, a reason that I probably wasn't from an insecurity, and um. It wasn't who I wanted to be, but unfortunately, I'd signed up for six years at that wow. point, wow. and so I'd already already done my training, and um, I I didn't really get a choice. So, which was probably one of the hardest wow. things that I'd, I'd ever dealt with in my life up until that point, because oh, wow. 
very, I was very much a, a sort of cut and run guy before that. Like if something wasn't working out for me, mm. I was happy to like cut and run and move on to the next thing. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like, all right, sweet. This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to leave. And, and I couldn't. And I guess that, that was a challenge for me that I had to really turn my whole being and my whole mindset around because I, I couldn't run. And uh, I had to turn up every day and I had to, had to do the thing. And it took a lot um, for me to be okay doing that. Um, but I'm really glad that I did because, yeah, who I am now is a different person because I, I know that like it's up here in my mind and I know that I can um, work through anything and I can get up um, every day knowing that I can contribute and that I can be powerful in whatever life situation um, is happening to me. That level so, of discipline is like just yeah. amazing to me. I've got, I've, I've got to be honest, just to cut in, like that, um, knowing that it's like waking up every day. I mean, I can only liken it to sort of, you know, like when you, you, you land a new job and this is my own experience and then you get that to a job and you're like, fuck, I wish I didn't take this job. And then every day you get that guttural, horrible thing in your, in your stomach. Yeah. So like for you to say to me that you felt that, so well, I'm not, you know, presumably like something along those lines initially to then do six years in that. And to, I mean, that, that would condition your, your very being, right? So, I mean, yeah. it must make you so fucking strong. Jesus, man. Like, I applaud yeah. you for that, dude. Like, ridiculous. Thanks, mm. man. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I needed to clarify then that you'd had that realization, like when you started in the army, and then you're like, "Oh, fuck! I've got to do it." Yeah, I can know. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Like, I mean, how how old are you at that point? Um, probably like twenty, twenty six or right. twenty seven. Um, right. Yeah substantial it's just like a, it's a it's a key time in your life right as well so yeah totally yeah. and um like as an officer as well I, I found it kind of like also hard to to be standing up in front of people and and leading people as well yes. um yeah <laughs> man so it's it's, it's in yeah it's sort of like Oh, I was just going to say like putting, putting, like dealing with your own internal experiences, but then also being in front of people and, and leading people and, and communicating and, and like projecting yourself out. Um, that was really challenging, like sort of dealing with the only, your own like insecurity and worry and dread and all of that, but then being someone for people that they can rely on and that they can, um, that you're their rock that's yeah. like getting them through their experience. So, yeah. So was it like you kind of knew that, right, I might be a bit strong with this, but was it almost like you're kind of telling them to do things and you know it's like it's, it's all not what really matters kind of thing? You know what I mean? So you, you're doing it because uh, you're te teaching, you know, telling people for the sake of the army but it's not what you really felt that's mm. that's why i was like fucking hell that's intense yeah yeah that's definitely my experience and especially um i was like a recruit instructor a platoon commander of um all the new recruit recruits as they come into the army and, and right. i found that job quite hard because i was i was sort of shaping these people that were coming into these organization um that that i was struggling with that yeah. i was um finding it really hard in 
and mm. um, I just found that challenging. So I've been, I'm quite, I'm obsessed with Stanley Kubrick, and this week I've been obsessed with. I, I have obsessions. Uh, my brain is ridiculous. Uh, so this week I have been obsessed with Full Metal Jacket. Um, that film, man. Such yeah. a good film. Oh, and God. Mm. Obviously, so w- when you say when you when you're talking about what you're doing, I, I'm seeing you as a, the drill instructor. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. is that yeah. way yeah. off? Am I way off? Well, that that's not too far from the truth. I mean, oh, um, really? yeah, yeah. So you've got it's, it's right. hard, isn't it? Because you're responsible for, as you said, shaping. An individual. You don't want to let people down because, like, no. their experience, they might be yeah. really into it, you know. And hundred percent, yeah. So you don't want to let them down in the same regard. No. So you've got to do it well, mm. but mm. Uh, but it's kicking you up the ass the whole time. So yeah. What I was yeah. going to ask though, so so within that time, like, what were the positives? Like, what 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 did you take away from it? Like, in t- was was there any like form of like, I don't know camaraderie that was sort of a kind of a special unit between people or like did, did you see any any of that within that experience or not yeah 100 percent. and and that's part of the other reason why i joined as well is that i was looking for that camaraderie i was looking for a bunch of brothers mm. and sisters to be there to to really have my back and yeah. i guess my experience before then because i i sort of have flipped I, I was a musician before i joined the army and that's what i wanted to do but i had this falling out with their close friend and I was like, no, I need this camaraderie. I need these people to have yeah. my back. And my experience was that I didn't have that with the um, people that were in my life at the moment. Yeah. And um, so I joined the army and I just, I sold all my music gear and I was like, no, that's it. That's in the past. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. And I, I just charged forward in this thing. And and the, the crazy thing was that I actually did experience that camaraderie, but um yeah, I, I, I came back around full circle again, where I was like, this is not who I want to be. And this is not what I want to do. And I'll, and the music was just like tugging at me the whole time being like, come back, you've got to pursue this. And and I have wanted to for so long. But yeah, like yeah. I was saying, I was in there for six years, and, and I signed up for six years. So I had to complete it. And I um, had to fulfill on the obligation that I'd said that I would do. And, and so I had to wait till I was done to, to fully get back into the music stuff again. But I, I really see that you can get camaraderie and you can get those brothers to be a part of your life anywhere. And like, that's a yeah. part of that men's retreat and um, the facilitators and the men that I met through that was the first time I'd felt that real tribe mentality. Like you were yeah. saying with your close friends and stuff like that, yeah. that where, where men hug each other when you're actually like truly like can hug, hug these other men and stuff. I didn't know that men hugged. I was like, whoa, yeah, like, oh, that's, but it's amazing when you can yeah. be like that open with men. And so, yeah, that was my experience with that. And it was, yeah, I'm so glad that I found that because I've been searching for that for so long. And I, th- I think that form of like, I mean, like brotherhood is uh, like, I, I, I liken it to, I was, a, I was an only child for 10 years and I had a sister and I, I had lots of school friends, but I never had like, I don't know, like we, we had like a, a, a click of like five of us in school that were, we were kind of a bit nerdy, but we got on with the cool kids. And it was that, it was that sort of way, sort of like in East London, like it, it was a bit, a bit shitty, but yeah, like, you know, a shitty area, but it was, we, we made the best of it. But then when you grow up and like you were sort of going different ways and stuff, it's, 
my my only time again for that was in music and like touring and having like a, a tour party and like people in it mm. and you feel like you know motorcycle club you feel like you know felt like yeah. black river motorcycle club like, but you know, like you know that you feel like when you're in a band you're sort of it's, it's that, that shared sense it's that, that sh- yeah shared sense of purpose isn't it yeah so, so a like, sense of purpose but also yeah, they've got you and that, got yeah you. Yeah, if you can trust them and you've got a shared sense of purpose, then you've yeah. got it. Bang on. I've never and really again, experienced that. Have you not? No. It's it's interesting with like because like I, I've got, I, I don't know. It must be very fortunate. And I'm sure I'm sure you have too, Roxy. Is like now, like it, it that, that when you get a, a group of like males that aren't that, like the expected response to sort of like well, like when you share an emotional story, and they don't they don't just respond in like the textbook way. It's it's really refreshing to meet people like that, isn't it? You know, and mm-hmm. and that it, and it, it goes beyond just someone sort of sticking up for you in a fight in a bar. It it's it's someone that which which is like the the atypical thing in London, and it? it's like, oh well, you know, he's my mate, blah yeah. blah blah. But you know, the the consoling thing is something that that I think in terms of sort of men's mental health, especially in the UK, has been has been so prevalent in trying to sort of encourage. And it's like it's it's really it's just really nice to have friends. It doesn't have to be another man, but even if it's like a, a female or or whoever else, you know, that 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 you can relate to and have a relationship where you can just be yourself, and they tell you what they honestly think. It 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 does wonders for you, like because again, yeah. there's no facade, is there? And it's nah. and and then you feel, but then you do feel strength in numbers. You know? I'm interested though. Um, is that Sometimes you can, uh, like, if you've got friends who are female, you can almost get that a bit, you know, and then you kind of feel that kind of openness. Um, yeah, I've always had a lot of female friends, to be fair, and that's and it's mm. and I, and and like, like with when I've sat sort of when I grew up, my dad was at work. I had a great a, a great childhood, to be fair, but my dad was out a lot. He was a football manager, so. He played a game on a Wednesday night and a Saturday night, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays he had training. So I was with my mum quite a lot, and I was like the, the the boy that sat with a group of women discussing their weight and their issues and blah blah blah. blah right. So so I become it did That's wonders awesome. for me to be able to talk to women, right? But um, yeah. but also to lose that sort of the masculinity that isn't necessarily um, it's just not a positive, is it? And and it made me see see and see that nature in other people in a negative way, actually. I've got two daughters and it's it's definitely enabled me to be to be just totally open about I don't know, like with, with all of all of my sort of emotions and stuff with people, I think. It's quite a nice thing. My was, oh sorry, Kayla. I was I was just gonna ask how you ended up getting to the retreat. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, what was, like, what was yeah. your journey? That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Was how that you, like at what point in the timeline was that? Was that before or after the army? Uh, that was that was while I was still in, and um, it actually like I had a bit of resistance to to doing that. Like I, I remember the guy that was sort of asking me to be a part of it. Mm. He's like, "Yeah, it's um, it's it's five hundred dollars," and I was like, "Whoa, Whoa okay, yeah. five hundred dollars, man." Yeah, but I just I wasn't comfortable spending that much money on myself, like right. or like to look after myself. Like I'd never spent that much money just on um, like me, like looking after me. Like I'd spent like money on like a motorbike or I'd spent money on like a, like a something else, like a physical thing, but I'd never like spent that money to, um, to look after myself and to like do something that was really going to like assist me 
um, to be closer to my to myself. So I had a lot of resistance, and I and I had to have a really big conversation with this guy about that because, um, yeah. But eventually, I worked through it, and it ended up being one of the best things that I'd ever ever done because, it, um, yeah, I, I just got to experience that that true closeness that you were sort of talking about before. And I don't know what your, your guys experience like is in the UK, but we have like a kind of like tall poppy, like piss taking culture as well. Is it like everyone's taking piss out of each other and everyone's having a laugh all the time, which is amazing. Cause that's so fun. Like yeah. having a laugh and yeah. taking and it piss is. Out of people is so much fun, but it just, there's no space for people to be able to communicate their actual right. Yeah. and feelings and like what they're dealing with like no one's stuff gets dealt with in those situations because everyone's too terrified that they're going to be torn to shreds but yeah. that's, that's, that's you've just that's, said what that's, I was going it's to say. very much like that, that's my experience of growing up yeah. there's always a butt of a joke right there's yeah. always one person that gets shit constantly and so, it's and yeah. it's and that, that's not good for anybody it's just it's, not you know, it's outward projection because someone else is either jealous of you yeah, or, is, yeah, is. or, or ner- nervous nervous because of who you are and they need to knock you down in their own mind. And like, yeah. I, I've i experienced that really recently, actually. And I won't go into detail about it because it was a bit too close to home. But like, it, um, it really fucked me off because when you trust somebody as well and, and then like, and mm. then there's a, there's a constant sort of digging at your side and it's like, I've had that like when I was younger, I was a bit bullied, you know, like I was a bit, I was a bit of a fat kid and then I got super skinny and then I got like loads of girls on me. But the guy that used to take the piss out of that then took it like then because I was super skinny and, and looked after myself, then I was like seen as inverted commas gay. He's like, oh, you're yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, I mean, I'm just never going to win with you. Right. Cause you're clearly just a dickhead. And that's, and that's, mm. but like, it takes a while to realize that people are just, jealous that's been my overriding that has been my overriding experience of life like feeling that all the time you know worrying that someone's going to take the piss like Mm. I never used to really I was always frightened of girls but I think what I was most frightened of more than anything else was rejection Uh, and then my friends taking the piss because I got rejected And kids I, are arseholes, right? Children, like teenagers are just <clears throat> bastards. That's how it is. We are. And it, and it unfortunately gives you your scruples at that point. And there's always one cocky fucker that sort of takes it that little bit too far. That's and what I was saying. It scars you, though. It scars yeah, it does. You, it That's what I was saying does. about that experience of brotherhood. Like yeah. I was, I've got friends who will probably say that we had that experience. Yeah. But I didn't have that experience. I had mm-hmm. the experience of... Uh, I've got to play along or if I'm like, mm. I'll get shit or I'll get in first with the take the piss stuff. Mm. And uh, and all of the, inse- and I was sitting there feeling insecure and I imagine other people probably were as well. And I was a cunt to people as well because I was insecure. Mm. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. That stuff never comes from feeling great. Does it? Like no, that person no. that you, that you were talking about there, Warren, like he's not feeling good about himself. No, like, no. Taking the piss out of you for for being this way, then being that way, then being yeah. like he's he's worried about like himself internally, like and mm. that's where it's all coming from. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's a it's a really sad place, I think. Yeah, like, I mean, totally. I, I had like I think I, I, it it comes from home, right? Like it comes from you like what you see of how to act as a man or or how to mm. how to behave in front of women or whatever comes from what you see when you're a kid. 
Um, yeah. I had a really great relationship with my dad. He was just, he was just, a, he was working a lot, but he was also in the limelight a bit. So that, that yeah. gave, I mean, I, I've worked in music since I was like 16, 17, fortunately. And also I'd have a job, but that came from seeing a performer, right? In my, and, and music has always been in my life and stuff. Yeah. And I'm so hella grateful for it. But then the, the one that, the, the traits of like, um, like that overly macho situation, it's like, I was never that as a kid, really. I was, and again, because mm. I was more around my mum. So I was more effeminate, actually. I care about things mm. that I don't know. Like I'm, I'm particular about the certain aspects of like my, my, my possessions and, and, and pay attention to detail that maybe awesome. men, again, in inverted commas, don't. And, and it's, and I, that, I was always sort of ripped to shreds about that. Like my clothes were always a certain way. And if I got a mark on them when I was out, my yeah. friends would be like, why'd you care? It's like, well, I just care. Like it's a little bit OCD yeah. maybe, but on a very, very, very minimal level. But like it, and, and I think you are shaped and it's like you are, you are what you're shown to a degree. Right. Yeah. And, and I was always I, shown to sort of respect the difference. For, for, and again, from both my parents mm-hmm. actually, but, but like t- to respect like any, anyone else's sort of actions and, and to not, to not really be horrible on the, on your, like as a default. Right. But I think yeah. sadly, sadly, some people just are brought up that way, and that's what they see. Yeah, yeah that, def- that built-in defense life. mechanism, and it's yeah. really horrible, man. Like I see kids like on the bus and stuff occasionally, like do it now, and you just like you can see that they're just these angry little souls that just need a hug, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not to go like, yeah. you know, not to sound trite about it, but it's kind of true, you know. Going back to the yeah, retreat. totally, and I think it. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, I, I think that sometimes comes back to like the best form of defense is an offense, and yeah, yeah. like those little kids in those <laughs> yeah, situations, yeah. like yeah, they're man. just defending themselves, but really they're defending themselves by being aggressive to other people. And yeah, for sure. I think it's really sad. It is coming from a sad place. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, it's very true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I could be a cunt sometimes, and that was me. Like, as you say, I was being offensive quite mm. literally. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, like about the fact that um, your the retreat was five hundred dollars, and and in some ways I think like therapy is quite expensive, and um, mm. and it's in some ways it's quite good that it's expensive because it means that you take it seriously and you don't want to waste your money. Yeah. So a retreat, if it's expensive, you're going to commit to it because you spent a lot of money. It literally gives value. Yeah. So you you want to get the value out of it. You do. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, there's a lot to be said for that. Like mm. I think yeah. a, a lot of the times, you know, like where you get free therapy, like on, on the government, and people don't commit to it properly. Yeah. But if they were paying the money, then they probably would commit to it. And if you don't commit to it, then you won't learn anything. No. And it sounds mm. like for you, like you were able to really commit to it. And that's what kind of brought about the change. Mm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Even the guy that facilitated the program, he was like, dude, he was like, you were all in from the start. He's like, as soon as you got there, he was like, you were in to every experience that you could have have had on that and sort of looking back i was like i was and i was like i'm so glad that i did that because i i wouldn't have had 
the experience that I had without doing that. And it's, it's so true what you say, like the amount of investment that you put in something into something is like how much you get out. And mm. I think the financial investment was a factor in that, that I was like, yeah, I'm going to get everything that I can from that. And mm. like, I'm still reaping the benefits from that experience now. And so it's paid for itself in, in my human experience, like so many times over. It's such a beautiful thing, man. Like it just is. I'm mm. quite jealous. I really want yeah, to right. do something like that. Yeah, I, I'd like to do like a sweat lodges and all those kind mm. of things. Mm. I'm going on a at the weekend. I'm go, I'm doing a um, like a flotation tank. Oh yeah. yes, that's so good. Yeah, yes, my, man. My wife got it for my birthday like last year, and uh, we haven't been able to do it for lockdown. And I booked it. Finally booked it, and it is. just like. To be honest, I don't want to go out to London on my own and do it, but like I know it will be a really good experience and it will be worth the effort. Mm. Yeah, wicked. So it's like, yeah, if I'm going to go, then I'm going to commit to it, you know, and if you don't commit to it, then you don't get yeah. nothing from it. People are surprised. Yeah. Mm. So That's uh, awesome. Let's, uh, let's talk about you as a musician. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's de- delve into then where your creative streak started then. Yeah. You left yeah. the army. You've come out. You've had your retreat. Found yourself a little bit more, and you 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 know what you want to do. So yeah, where did you get started? Well, it's it's really been only sort of three months or so since I've since I've been out and oh, and really? launched myself like as a music artist, and yeah. um, it was terrifying. Honestly, I still remember um, like making my facebook page for the first time (laughs) and sending the invites to my army friends i was like holy shit like i was like these guys exactly what we've been talking about i was like these guys are going to take the piss out of me like who leaves the army and then becomes a music artist like yeah i was just and because i was going under a different name as well because i was really clear that i wanted to create a brand and i wanted to create an image and i wanted to create all of these things that stood on their own not Mm -hmm. just as me but as something that's separate yeah Um, i was like these guys are gonna think that i'm like i i so many bad thoughts were going through my head about what these guys were going to say guys and girls were going to say about me but like they were incredibly supportive of me like getting out there as a musician and pursuing my dreams because they were yeah they they knew that my dream wasn't to be in the army for the rest of my life and they knew that I wanted to be a musician and be creative and Mm. and do exactly what I'm doing now so they were so supportive and it just blew my mind Mm. like when you open yourself up and you share with people like you get a lot of love back and it's and it really shattered all of my expectations of what I thought was going to happen in that situation. Yeah, you always assume the worst, don't you? And then people surprise yeah. you. They're think, actually think, really yeah. right. I think what people forget, though, is that, and well, maybe they don't, but like it, and it's hard to stand up and perform and to be, and to, 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 to literally to sort of put your heart on a page or your emotion onto, onto like four or five minutes of music. Because it is, yeah. you are literally exposing you as an individual, mm. and it's like, yeah. again, I relate it back to school. Like I got yeah. bullied a bit and stuff, but the minute I stood on stage and sung a song, all the hard kids were like, "You're right, as going because because they can't fucking do it, man. <laughs> no, and, no, and, and, yeah. and not, and not yeah, everyone dude. can, mate. They can't, and that is where that's where the strength comes in too, right? Yeah. And it's because it is empowering. Because then the, I think, and I think it takes that push pull to realize that fuck come stood up here like like and you can 
give yourself a little pat, you know, and not in a narcissistic way, in a, in a, in a fuck, I, I'm, I'm, I'm able enough to do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's amazing. And I'm sure they were very, and are very supportive of you. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And I really see now, like, there's nothing narcissistic about it. It's no. like, yeah, give yourself that pat, man. Like, look yeah. after yourself, like, appreciate yourself for exactly. standing up and doing that because it really does take something. Mate, and, it does. Um, it, 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 like, yeah. more power to you, bro. It's like, it's fucking. It's My wife's crazy. always blown away that I could get up on stage and, like, I, I, I'll talk in front of hundreds of people uh, and she can't do it. Yeah. And, like, and she finds it massively impressive. And I'm like, yeah, but it's funny because like I, when I generally when I play a bass, I play the guitar. Uh, so the thought of getting up and singing like Warren and I recorded together, and like I, I always shy away from singing, and I, like because that seems too much, you know. I, I did yeah. sing in a band, and um, but like I deliberately didn't write any words. I deliberately, like mm. I, I knew the hook, but that was it. And that, that was almost like by not, I didn't want to commit to it because it was too scary. Mm. Honestly, like that's a hundred percent my experience is that I, I was a guitar player. Like I, I grew up um, playing guitar and was the fancy solo guy that it'd just be, yeah. and I was like the wingman. I was like the, yeah, the guy great. that was hanging off the singer's shoulder, dude. sort of yeah. playing the guitar and yeah. I, and like moving around in that army all i wanted to do was just like write music with people mm. and so i'd get on every new town that i moved to i'd be like i just want to collaborate with people i want to find these people and i'd go out there and all of these collaborations just kept falling through and through and through and like yeah. i was trying to work with these singers and I, I just couldn't get anything to work and i just got to the point where i was like i'm gonna have to do learn it. to sing yeah and it was this do huge it. like hold <laughs> like a whole self-discovery process yeah. just to be able to do it and it terrified the shit out of me yeah. and it still terrifies me yeah. but like i'm still working through it every day and and being able to write my own song and and to sing on my own song like still has been such like an achievement for me personally it's and massive, mate. Um, i just yeah i think it's incredible because you are bearing your soul out there yeah, and like you are. you are yeah it's 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 really interesting because like i Warren has been a singer for years. I've I've been. In a lot <laughs> he always of seems really confident, but I think he's quietly nervous. I played with Warren. I and, love being uh, nervous. And I, I think it. and I think like Warren really throws himself into it. He's like a yeah. like a, a caged a animal when he's playing. Yeah. And I and I, I mm. it's such a it's it's amazing to see it because it's such a release. But uh, yeah. in some ways as well, like that's almost like you're grappling with the fear whilst you're doing it. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I think there's a there's always been a massive fuck you to to the, the way the way I perform and, and I've done stuff, and I, and what I was gonna say like is is that there's, I it takes ages to sort of find your actual natural voice, yeah. like because because yeah. like it doesn't I don't sing yeah, like, sing I mean when when I wanted to sort of sing a sweet song like in tune and stuff it took me. I don't know, like a long time to find my actual voice to do that because I was in punk bands where I was I, I can sing a tune, but really loud in a high register screaming, I can still hit all those notes. And it's all just about aggression and bile in my stomach, yeah, right? Yeah. But then when you when you want to sing a, a kind of sweet ballad for this girl that you love and stuff, and it's like, or even yeah. yourself, right? Because again, I, yeah. I've written some songs about sort of me and about like what like very, very personal details actually. Um, and when you find how to how to do that, like it's 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 amazing, man. Because it's like you know, that's fairly recent as well, Warren. 
Like, yeah, yeah. like the stuff that we've done together, like you've yeah. gone, actually, now I want to sing it rather than shout yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, and on, on, and on that Bricks record, like I wrote, I wrote a song because I, I, I'd, I'd split up with the mother of my children and then like I wrote this whole album of like self-hate, really. I was just in a right old spiral. But one of the songs was about my children and, and about actually yeah. that, you know, the good thing that come out of it is that I, I might, have three that it was it's basically called stood four and and it was like a countdown from three four two one and like finding me being like a, you know like that being being very important for the other two sort of thing and um and like how to sing that when the whole album was recorded we go it's quite hard right because you, you need to figure it yeah, out yeah then i went and made a pop album and it's like uh with a load of other guys and it's yeah, it's it's a real it's a really nice journey though, man. Because like, if you yeah. write in different genres, like and 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 I, I'm very impressionable. So like in terms of like um, uh, by theme though, I think. So like I'll listen to like a load of grime music and a dark electronica when I'm making punk music, or I listen to loads of punk when I'm making electronica because I see the the dark and light within them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just I love those journeys, dude. And like I'm I'm quite envious yeah. that you're you're into your journey and yeah, it's like yeah. you've got a tune out and it's like you're going to be finding and making some absolute bangers, brother, I'm sure. It's the way. It's like, like, I, I, just to cut in, yeah, I, I love the um, uh, finding your voice. Like, yeah. it, so often, like, I've got my friend Jim, he's got a great voice and I'm often like, yeah. how did you find your voice? And he was like, well, no one else was going to sing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, but how did yeah, you find yeah. that? You know, like yeah, that blows me away. Yeah. And like, I just, I think it's crazy as kids because, like, I just used to sing in punk bands and stuff like that for that reason. Like, yeah, in a small country town, there wasn't that many musicians. Like, you could count all the musicians on your hand, and mm. you put together bands of people that would available mm. and you made these things like i was in a punk band for a while with a drummer and a saxophone player but i just wanted to play music like, there was no bass player so like you just do what there is and, and there was no singer as well so i was like i'll sing and i, I never had an issue no. doing it or showing up to do it but like sort of as time went on I, all of those thoughts about oh i i'm not very good at this and no literally no one said to me you're bad at this but it was just my internal dialogue that was like cool. I, I, this sucks and I'm not very good at this. So I stopped and I just started pursuing the guitar because that felt safe to me. Like mm. playing the guitar felt really safe. So I stopped singing. And so it's it's been really hard to sort of get back into it again now and be like, no, I am going to do this. And, and the self-talk's still there. Yeah. Um, but I just get to show yeah, up cool. to it every day. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that about the journey, Warren, because, yeah, I, I really have to keep coming back to that, that it is about mm. the journey and, and remembering to love the journey as well dude it's 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 like it's so true every time i start something and like i sort of mess about like I, i've recently got kind of a dream songwriting job recently and it's like I, i'm I, I don't know how it happened i kind of do but and it's like you still have to retrain yourself no matter what you do right and it's like mm-hmm. and 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 that 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 is exciting as fuck but like it only comes from it only comes from that first part of like knowing exactly who you are as an artist because you can reinvent yourself like hundreds of times then mm. once you know yourself yeah. once you know yourself who you are because yeah. you can always go back to that like you can always i can always go back to picking up a guitar and writing an album on my own in my bedroom like i did when i was 16. i can always go back yeah. to that 
but I've got all this other sh- cool shit. I've got Nick with like his 100 guitars and like 20 million pedals. And it, it can make some noises that you have never heard on a guitar. Do you know what I mean? But it takes it takes relationships and getting, again, meeting your brothers to yeah, yeah. to kind of get those introductions. But like, fuck, he can do that. And it's like, and again, the, the, the positivity in that exchange is that, because I'm, I'm a good guitarist, man, but like I don't play guitar yeah. like Nick plays guitar. So we play better than me. No, but we play. I'm really very shit. I don't know any notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know notes and keys. But, it's but just the beauty, all played on emotion. The beauty of it is, though, Amazing. because of that reason, it means that that working with people becomes just exciting, man. It's yeah. like I hated being in bands when everyone was sort of looking over each other's shoulder, going, "Oh, he's got a better guitar than me, and he's a better guitarist than me." It's yeah, like, bands aren't good at ch- talking, though. Do you mm, find that like not good at being? You brothers, know, like yes. you were saying, um, no one said you were bad. But no one ever says you're good either. Good. Unless yeah. like everyone yeah. in the band is like, right, I'm gonna get behind this singer because we yeah. might get somewhere. So yeah. we'll tell him he's good. But yeah. apart from that, and then he's not gonna tell you you're good because no. he don't wanna fucking, you know, <laughs> people think he's not good. Yeah, and I've always kind of really disappointed. I mean, it's different like now, but like for a lot of the time in music, people aren't actually all that nice to one another. No, and it's like, right. why? We should all be going, that's fucking then, amazing. That, that, is, that is sort of an age thing at times, though. Yeah, I mean, because, like, I, was, I remember, yeah, that thing of, like, you, the, the way to get good at music is to be in a room, right, with, with the people you love and trust when you're in your teens or your 20s or whatever, and then you drill it. You write five yeah, a lot songs, better like that, and you play five covers, and then you smash ten songs of rehearsal. You all pay like I don't know, I don't know, fifteen quid to to do, do that, and you and, and you do that, and then you get really good, and you get to a gig, and again, it just comes down to childhood jealousy, doesn't it? Because like you look, yeah. you, well, not childhood jealousy, but sort of like you know, young adult, you sort of like. Oh, they're a bit better than us. Fucking hell, like they are a bit better than and us. And then you're like, we've got to try no, really hard. Yes, <laughs> and and I think that that that's sort of like a sink or swim mentality, though. Yeah. And like, yeah. and then uh, mm. actually, as you get older within music, like I I I always I went through a phase of like when you went to a bar and there was musicians, I was a bit like, oh fuck, man, like I, I don't want to sit and watch musicians, dude, because I'm just going to be start being critical, become critical of people, whatever. Yeah. And I saw that as really <laughs> shitty trait in myself actually, because like, they're really enjoying themselves. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like a cock actually. So I stopped that, and I started getting involved, yeah. like doing like spoke um, bit of spoken word and stuff, and like doing, and just just getting involved with things at like open mic nights and stuff instead of trying to be a pretentious arsehole. Yeah. And it's like once you get past that, it's it's perfect. Mm. It's like yeah, and again you can find your brothers in it, you know. Yeah, and it's it, man. Honestly, like, that that's like the only thing that's really allowed to pursue me to pursue my own. Yeah. Um, songs on my own creativity is Brilliant. is giving up judgment, giving up judgment yes. of other people. Yeah, and like like you're saying, like I, I don't judge any music anymore. No, like no. I, I choose to see the positive in all music because I see that like I was exactly the same as that. I would be so negative and so critical yeah. of everyone else, but like being critical of everyone else means that then you open the door to be critical of yourself. Yeah. Or that if anything that I created, I was so critical of myself. And mm. but once I stopped being critical of everyone else, then like mm. that channel wasn't open for me to be critical of myself. And the slate was like now clean to just create. Yeah, and um, oh, it was so freeing. Like, That's uh, mindfulness, isn't it? Like mindfulness mm. is about being present and not being judgmental. 
So like you stop being judgmental of everyone else. Yeah. And then when you stop doing that, you stop being judgmental of yourself. Yeah. And it's like, fucking hell, how did that happen? And it's yeah. it's it, that is such a true thing. So did you do it? I want to know about the retreat a bit more because I want to go on one and I'm quite jealous. Um, yeah. Did, what other things did you do? Uh, so we did... Um... Oh, I don't know whether the guy will worry too much about me saying exactly the processes, but like yeah, we, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we, we did a lot of stuff like, uh, like we wrote, um, uh, like letters to ourselves about stuff that we wanted to like leave on the mountain and things like that, like, um, weights that we'd been carrying that we, um, that we didn't want to carry anymore. And so we, we wrote them all down and, and we kept them and then we got to the top of the mountain and, and we burnt them and, um, we just let them all go and, and we let the the weights that had been sort of that we've been like lugging around for years like i really see that i'd been a lot of the stuff that i'd written down there was was a lot to do with my anxiety and my worry and um my self-judgment and all of that and i'd been carrying that around since i was a kid and and like it sounds crazy to think that like a process like that would actually work but it does like yeah, yeah. um the human mind's a powerful thing and when we create a process around something that um and we truly get behind it a lot of the times it works like so it was yeah it sort of blew my mind it's it's kind of like you know uh, it's all symbolism isn't it so it's like mm. um like people get that from religion because they get all the symbolism yeah. mm. but what it does it uh it doesn't talk about you it talks yeah. about outside so in reality this is why I kind of am quite interested in like, more spiritual things because that is, it's, the more spiritual stuff is basically kind of what you're saying. I mean, when you're going, it's more mm. about you and it like not in a selfish way. If you're better, then you're then you're better for everyone. You know, like if you're if you're yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. better about yourself, then you're better for the next person you meet. You know, no, I really like that. Um, I really like it. Mm. I really like religion for that, for giving people purpose mm. and drive and stuff. But something that one of my religious friends said to me when I brought this song out, um, Be Your Own King, and and had it on a T-shirt, like people have been wearing Be Your Own King written on a T-shirt. And he said, oh, I really like the song, man, but I could never wear the T-shirt because um, Jesus or the God's my only king or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, I get that, man. But like... Yeah. like i i get that but i was like i still think that every person should be their own king for themselves and yeah. the thing that, that i struggle with is when that people put um like yeah, yeah. the the god or the yeah. as an external thing i think it's in here i think that yeah. god essence and i think all of that stuff is internal yeah, it's not separate sure. from you and when they say i can't be my own king because he's the king it's like nah man you're the sovereign you're the one that owns who you are yeah and yeah. um yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I agree with you totally as well. Like in in antiquity, like before Christianity and before like organized religion, um, that's what they used to do. Yeah, they yeah. used to do that. Even paganism's about that. You know, like, like that is what we used to do, mm. and we've been told not to. No. Um, yeah. So I couldn't agree with what you're saying anymore, and I like the idea of be your own king. Um, yeah. I think uh, the idea, it's not about being selfish, is it? It's about uh, no. No. Um, 
accepting that we need to kind of look after ourselves as well. So then we are better. Love, man. It's it, isn't it? It's yeah. A bit of oh, hundred percent. You know, man. It's it. Yeah, it's about like having a full cup so that you can um, give people your overflow, and like the in the army, like I just found that everyone including myself was operating like mm. off empty cups like i was yeah. trying to get the dregs out of my cup i was so tired and i was so undervalued and underappreciated and under everything that i had nothing in my cup and i was trying to give stuff to other people out of my cup and i was burrowing down mm. deep in that thing to try and find some water but like if i knew self-love then and if i knew like self-acceptance and i could fill my own cup then mm. like well, it'd be a different place if people are giving each other the overflow rather than scraping yeah. deep in the bottom of their cups, exactly. just looking for some dregs of water. I love that. Proper nugget. Mm. That is a proper little gem. I said it was sample. Oh, have you got any more gems yeah. for us, Roxley? Because we've done an hour yeah. and I want some more. Uh, I want to hear some more gems because I like that. And I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah, Other I just wanted to share one more one more process that we did on that thing um, on the retreat was the, a primal scream where we um, just got to like experience just like pure anger and just like let it out into, into nature. And, um, and something that I, I thought was incredible before when Warren was talking um, about sort of having that feminine aspect to his masculinity um, in that moment, I, I I noticed that I'd been trying to like, it's like squash all my masculinity down to like just this tiny little, mm. like bar this tiny little barrier where it's like I could I could be like a little bit excited or a little bit mm. sad or a little bit angry or a little bit, and I was like trying to keep it. But like the male experience and the masculinity, like I want to be a full spectrum man and like feel all of the emotions up yeah, exactly. and down and go on that roller coaster. But I just noticed that, and I think it comes from like our parents and stuff as well. My my dad was um, he didn't ex express a lot of emotions, and I just grow up grow up learning that that was that, that men don't express emotions, and so I I just tried to restrict everything into this small bandwidth, and I just I really got that I don't want to do that anymore. That I want to have the feminine aspects to my masculinity, and I want to be able to just be purely aggressive and just like true drive and true grit as a man as well and not feel restricted yeah. in in any way no no you don't need to it's a good thing man that's kind of yeah that's that that one's blown me away a little bit fucking hell you know um see like i never let go of like i get angry but no one would ever know that I'm angry. Mm. Like, I've, like over lockdown, I kind of lost my shit with my kid once. But uh, I'm really quite placid, yeah. uh, and I'm quite afraid of anger, and uh, yeah. and I don't really let anger. I, I don't feel like I've ever let anger out. Like, I've never really like. Yeah. Sometimes I feel. Like I feel so full of anger. Like I feel so full of anger all the time, and I've never felt like I've ever let it out. Cause I've never done sport, you know. Like I always thought that people mm. release anger through sport and uh, yeah. and being competitive. And like, I've always that's always that shit's always scared me. Mm. So I've never let out anger, and I may and I I don't know. You know what? If I was there, 
I would probably be, I would probably be screaming for hours <laughs> and letting out every yeah. last bit. I've heard about that before, yeah, yeah. and mm. I, it's, I've often thought like that would be really cathartic. Therapeutic, it, was, yeah. it was my rehearsals, man. I told you. I yeah, yeah. I, I guess like it's people have said. Like, one of my everything. friends said to me once. He said, like when I when I, he's watched me playing a really crappy little gig, and he was like, like you were, like you were a different person. You were lost in it, and it's like, mm. and I'm really having it, and yeah, and it's that rare opportunity to kind of like yeah. let it out, and I'm like, I'm putting out. Being woken up at five o'clock in the morning by my kid in like last ten years because I haven't done a gig and it's like yeah. everything comes out. But more importantly, what I really liked, like more like the other part of what you said that I, like touched me really was that um, you know like being the full spectrum, like mm. like if you are an angry bear of a man sometimes like that's okay as well yeah that's okay mate. yeah like i've not really hey, makes I... me feel better <laughs> yeah it's like that assumption that you shouldn't yeah. like if you do that like for our generation maybe when it's like if you do that then you're gonna be like your dad and yeah of course and it's like no sometimes that's okay as well yeah 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 for real. Mm. fucking hell yeah, so you've, yeah. you've had me about that's four it. times that's awesome it really is yeah like you you know society there's really not a lot a lot of way to express that anger but like we're human beings and especially as male human beings like we feel anger like it's it's part of our dna is to like when we're under attack or whatever is to be angry and explosive and aggressive but like in society we don't have a lot of place to get rid of that and like in other older societies and stuff like in Japanese society or whatever, they had the screaming tree or whatever, and people could go to the screaming tree and just yell at it. But like, we don't really have that no. um, here because we live in buildings and things and like, you can't really just go and just yell at things. But mm. I just think that would be so therapeutic to, to bring some, some of that part of that into our society and whether we maybe like scream into a pillow or scream. How do you do it now then? How do you do it now? Uh, I, I find that my thing now is like going mountain bike riding, that that's like my thing where I'm just like out in nature and like my, my expression like, um, is not like, is not really like verbal. A lot of the times I really find like that I'm, I'm not like, I don't need to yell as much, but I need to like move my body and I need to like my aggressive thing is like aggressively hitting the, the mountain bike trail or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's my way of getting it out there, and and I feel because like that's in nature and that's out there that that's that's yeah, cool. that it's received or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, just, oh, um, that's like oh, that's like your hikes, Warren. Yeah, man. I, it's I like on, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's it like is, yeah, it's it's getting rid of like because yeah, I go on like pack walk hikes with like twenty k in a backpack, and I'll go nice. for like anything between sort of six miles or twenty five miles, depending on how how fueled I am basically. And um, I haven't, I yeah. haven't done them for a bit cause I'm so fucking busy, but I did one uh, this morning. I uh, know yesterday morning, actually for the first time in a long time. And uh, it's exactly that you use, uh, you don't look, you're not looking at your phone. There's no one there and you utilize that energy 
and you're fucked. But then you get to a point where all the endorphins kick in and you're like, and it's hard and, and you, 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 you get through it. And then the rest of the day is easy. And like, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been sort of like, I mean, I've had a couple of beers now, but like I've laid off the beer as well and stuff for a little while. And it's just a See, nice that's the beer. sport thing, isn't it? That's why, like, because I've always, I'm, I get really nervous around any kind of sport. Mm. Like someone puts a ball near me, I'm really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, you, you, I don't, like, I, if I run, I feel so incredibly self-conscious that I just don't do it. <laughs> And um, put them short so I don't do them. any of that stuff, <laughs> and maybe that's what I need to do. Like, sometimes I might move around with a guitar, but uh, that's about it. No, mate, you'll come on some hikes with me. That's it. Oh, god, yeah, we'll uh, go the thing is, it, like, it scares me that I'll let everyone down, but it also scares me that I'll hate it because I generally my experience of any kind of exercise is loathing, like, mostly like self loathing. <laughs> Fucking hell, Roxley, mm. you've really done me. You're, like, you, you're gonna have to come back because you've just made me. I've just had loads of little moments of self-realization. That's a good thing, man. And it's like, yeah, dude, I love that. This conversation's been incredible. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Really um, yeah, let's 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 plan for more in the future, shall we? Yeah, let's do it again. It's like, 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 let's yeah, give yeah. it like six months. Come back in next season, yeah. and we'll see where you're at. Because I want to know more about your musical journey, man. I want to see oh, the yeah. next singles. I want to, I want to, I want to know what's going on. So let's 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 catch up in a bit, yeah. Let's do it. For sure. How do people yeah. check you out then, mate? Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell our listeners what's going on. Yeah, dude, they can find me on uh, on Spotify or, or Facebook under Roxley Music um, and Instagram as well. And um, yeah, sweet. I'll <laughs> share everything when we release it. I'll share all that. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So we'll, don't we'll get all the ads. That. We'll get all the links. We'll make sure people find you, brother. And and listen, just before we sign yeah, off, I appreciate that so much. Nah, yeah. man. Just just before we sign off, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you again for signing on at four and a half. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't no worries, believe you. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah. Maybe maybe next time you can have the evening and we'll have the early morning. <laughs> Not that early. <laughs> Jesus, man, I'm 45. I'm old. That is not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank mate, you, no, Roxy. I really enjoyed that, mate. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, my brother. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Keep, Thanks keep so much, well, fellas. Cool, yeah? Will do. This is the mouth. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.